well, what we need to do is get the feds to step up with the asylum seekers. You know, when, when they're here, we're taking care of them, no matter if their kids are here or they're going to school or they're getting uh, the health care that they need. But the feds are just sitting back and not contributing anything, absolutely nothing. So that's, that's a big issue. Uh, we need them to step up. They t- always talk about housing. Well, they need to step up for the asylum seekers. Voice of uh, Premier Ford knew this morning who uh, obviously asked for reaction to the latest news. And you certainly heard Dave Bradley talking about it of the second asylum seeker who died at a Mississauga shelter over the weekend. And who is she? Well, her name is Delfina Nagigi. She was a, a refugee claimant who came in from Kenya, a widow with four kids who are still back home in Kenya. She got here last Thursday and is now dead. So what happened? And why are we hearing this headline again in in just a matter of months? This woman, as, as the details of what we know, arrived at this Mississauga shelter on Saturday at 2, waited outside in the cold for six hours, and ultimately was found collapsed in the shelter lobby Sunday morning. The other headline you would have heard about is the story of a Nigerian asylum seeker who died at the same facility in the fall. Now, imagine the kinds of headlines we would be seeing if this were a cold winter. We have been so lucky with temperatures. But if you're coming from a country that you have no idea what cold is, even this temperature would be cold. For us used to it, this is nothing. But Imagine how much worse it could be. Kazito Musa Bimana is joining me now. He's the executive director of the Rwandan Canadian Healing. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Can you characterize, if you will, Kazito, the challenges? You know, here's a woman coming here, obviously, mm-hmm. to set up um, a life and probably get her children later. But they're coming to places like yours for help and can't get it. And so how many... Delfinas are stuck standing outside. Like, what's the shelter situation like for you right now? Uh, so it, it has been like this, um, and for now the last eight months since June, I would even argue it was much worse before that. But this is when it became a crisis in June of 2023. Um, so, how many people are you able to facilitate? Uh, so every day, me, so me personally, I'm actually an advocate, so I don't house people, but we have we have. Um, we, we've, we've been working with about six different churches uh, mm. who housed, I would, I would say over the last uh, eight months, we've housed more than, more than at least 2,000 people between all the churches. Boy. And these are, these are churches mm. that are not funded by anyone. This just right. as kind of right. raising money. Uh, but as, as of recent, as of uh, Jan- January, most of those churches have closed because we were able to move the people into uh, the government's uh, um, uh, sites. So we have some people that were moved into Niagara Falls, Windsor, mm-hmm. Cornwall. Uh, so the people that we are having here in Mississauga, for example, this is a city-run shelter. So it's not something that we are doing privately. So I can right. answer specifically to what the numbers are at the moment, but we know for sure that the, 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 these shelters are full. So we have people that are going into warming centers uh, and other places as we wait, of course. As, as you know, we, we are still waiting for and announced uh, uh, the, the reception center, which was, was previously announced to be made available. Yeah. So we continue to have people um, be, be, uh, who are made to wait outside as a result of lack of shelter beds. So, yeah. 
Yeah, it, it's incredible to me because if it weren't for these church groups, um, you know, stepping up, uh, pe- these people would still probably be lying all over the Toronto streets where where they were basically picked up, and they've they've come in and done the work of what government programs are supposed to do and are are already supposed to be in place, and yet time and time again. We've got people being allowed to come in here and no supports, right? And so Mm -hmm. we get these headlines. Um, And to my point before, because, you know, it's not even cold here, right? It it, like what it could be so much worse. And and yes, um, it's not cold. Obviously, for those of us that have been here for many years or born here, uh, this is normal. Uh, But this weekend, when uh, our sister Derefina was here at Mississauga Shelter, it was between minus six and minus eight. Um, That's that's cold even for me and you. Now, mm. you're right. For the people that are coming in, this kind of weather is, is all cold. One of our sisters who spoke at the press conference was talking about how a lot of these uh, newcomer, new African migrants, when they stayed at her church, even when it was like plus two and plus three, they were wearing jackets. Even when the heater is at maximum, they're still wearing jackets inside because they're not used to this weather. So sure. definitely, uh, these alone should... should um, get our federal uh, our leadership to take a step and realize that you're not dealing with people that are used to this kind of uh, this kind of weather. On another side, what you're saying, when you talk about if the churches did not step up, um, we would have had more people pass for sure. I remember on um, Thanksgiving weekend, we, we took about 60 to 80 people that were at 129 Peter Street in Toronto, and we put them mm-hmm. at one of our yeah. churches at Pilgrim. Out of those majority, I would say half of those people were already or getting sick. We sent a few, a few people, including a lady, to the hospital. She spent about a week and a half at the hospital because she had sleep, She had been sleeping outside. Imagine if we didn't take them into the, into the church at that time. For sure somebody would have passed. And we've been saying this. We've been saying this since July. We've been saying mm-hmm. this every time we've had an opportunity to speak to the public that people are going to die. But, of course, what we're getting is, is promises, if we are lucky, but no concrete, tangible action from any one of the uh, uh, government levels. Right. And we're speaking with Kazito Musa Bimana, uh, Executive Director of the Rwandan Canadian Healing Centre. The reality is, Kazito, there is... This is federal jurisdiction, right? And they, for whatever reason, seem to think that they can throw it on to the provinces and then, of course, the cities. But it is political now, and it is tying up money. We've got money being thrown all over the place. But what I'm not seeing is a strategy to actually either, either we can't let these people in because we can't take care of them or we have the facilities. And and so mm-hmm. we're in this political fight of, of throwing money all over, but solving nothing. And so what do you need to happen? And what have you been told is going to happen? And I, I would say we are, uh, to be, to be frank with you, I don't even think we're spending the money. Because if, if you really, if you look at the issue we're dealing with, now let's talk about just homeless population overall, right? If you think of, we have about 14, maybe around 14,000 uh, homeless population just in the city of Toronto alone. If mm-hmm. you really wanted to solve that issue, if you look at the kind of money they are spending, you would think it's a joke. Uh, that's on one hand. On another side, we think, yes, of course, asylum seekers, uh, actually, no, refugees are a federal issue, are a federal responsibility or jurisdiction. The root hall has been because these people, majority of these people are asylum seekers. The federal government is saying, oh, this is not our mandate. We, we deal with refugees. So if they are not permanent residents coming in, we are not going to take care of them. As you know, uh, uh, refugees that have come from 
Afghanistan, Ukraine, uh, Syria, mm-hmm. they have been taken care of because, according to the federal government, they fit that, ca- that category of refugee. They have the status. The asylum seekers, on the other hand, are being thrown between the, the municipalities and the feds because they are saying it's not our responsibility. The, the responsibility still falls on the federal government because in order to sure. get into these municipalities, they are coming through the airports, they are coming through... Right, it's federal, federal jurisdiction. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and no, also, nonetheless, we, yeah, go ahead. Is, uh, one thing we always uh, argue in our community. If you think people are coming here illegally and you don't want them here, that you, you think they, there should be something done, you know what you should do as a country that uh, professes itself to be uh, for human rights? You house them. You give them bed. You feed them. And then you walk out what to do with them, but you don't do that while people are sleeping on the street. It's a lot that could have been, I think, avoided. Uh, Political inaction, lack of leadership, and here we are. Well, look, we'll continue following this because clearly uh, no one in charge is taking charge and certainly uh, appreciate your time because, you know, thank you. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for shining a light to this issue and we need to hope that our, our leadership actually gets the memo that it is time, it is about time to uh, to really, like we're, we're dealing with this during Black History Month. Uh, we we know the federal government has just passed uh, um, uh, extended the, the decade for people of African descent, but we still need them to actually look at co-resourcing, uh, co-sourcing for Black communities and change policies to reflect what's going on on the ground. Thank you so much. That would take. Time and effort. Appreciate yours. Thank you. That's Kazito Musa Bimana. And whether you agree with it or not, I mean, the bottom line is federal government allowed this to happen. They have done next to nothing to stop people from flowing in. And if they're going to let them flow in, then, yeah, you have to have somewhere to put them. You can't let these people sleep all over the streets, right? You can't say, here, we're going to give you refugee status, but you're going to sleep on the streets in the cold. And here we are, how many months into this? How many mo- years into asylum seekers, you know, coming in? And we still have no plan. It's just politicians pointing fingers all at each other and doing nothing. And, and so you've got Mississauga, Niagara, Toronto, all these jurisdictions now who have nowhere to put these people. And so then you get a headline that one had to sleep outside and died. 